This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to become known as a trusted authority while building a thriving business you love? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Here's your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. I'm Anne-Marie Cross. And of course, this show is brought to you by the Influence Alliance, the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable and sustainable business they love. Now, my guest today says a well-run Google Ads account is like having a little money machine sitting in the corner of your business. It works over and over again for you, repeatable, dependable, and profitable. Joining me on today's show is Mike Rhodes and he's the CEO and founder of Agency Savvy and Web Savvy. He's also the co-author of the world's best-selling book on Google Ads, The Ultimate Guide to Google Ads. Now his award-winning digital marketing agency Web Savvy is based in Melbourne, Australia where I'm based as well. Now since 2006, Mike and his team have been running campaigns for brands around the globe and it's now one of Australia's largest independent Google agencies. On today's show, Mike's specifically going to share how marketers can deep dig deep or dig deeper into campaign details and do more with less. The mindset, strategy and tactics of a great Google ad account, as well as what will work for Google ads in 2021, AI, machine learning, data and creativity, how to get the balance right to grow profits. Welcome, Mike. Thanks, Anne-Marie, for that lovely introduction. Great to be here. And you geek out on all of the things which I'm sure many ambitious entrepreneurs struggle with. Sometimes it's really hard to keep up with all of the changes that, uh, you know, different platforms are are making, which is why it's so important to have people such as yourself and your, your team to get behind us. Tell me a little bit about how did you get into this industry? Because you've been in it for some time, probably when people weren't even, you know, like Google was not yet kind of a thing. Yeah, I am kind of a, a dinosaur in this industry. Um, originally, I was in helicopters and aviation. I always wanted to be a helicopter pilot. So I went and did that for a bit and discovered that everybody in aviation is basically there because of the love of aviation, not because of the great pay or the great hours or anything to do with that. And all of the other pilots there who were all ex-military couldn't wait to retire. And I thought, this isn't, this isn't the life I want. I, I actually want to see my family one day when I, when I have one. So I, I left the UK. I grew up in the UK. Um, went to New Zealand for three weeks, stayed for three years, like you do. Started my first business there, which was an, an internet cafe, helping people, you know, connect with loved ones back home and so on. 
And that was where I sort of discovered Google and also discovered this thing called the E-Myth. I'm, I'm guessing many of your listeners would have heard of the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. It was the Bible of small business 20 years ago, back when I started. And my first business was successful because of that. When I sold that business and moved to Sydney uh, 20 years ago, I discovered there was something called an E-Myth coach. So I, I wandered off to the States at two days notice and became an E-Myth coach for a while. And that introduced me to so many, mainly small businesses around Australia. And the refrain over and over again was, mate, I just need a few more customers. I just need a few more clients. Can you get me those? I'm like, yeah, we can, but but that's module five of a seven module series. We're like, mate, just, just sell me module five. Can't do that. It's Gerber. It's a system. We have to work our way through these modules. When do we get the module five? Like day five, week five? Yeah, normally month 10, get out. And and so I sucked at being an EMIF coach because all everybody wanted was more customers, more covers in the restaurant, more patients in the clinic. And while the e-myth was wonderful, it all started with mindset and systems and your team and, and the idea that if you doubled the number of leads into most businesses overnight, they'd fail. Fast forward a couple of years, I see a presentation by my now co-author, Perry Marshall, on this thing of Google AdWords, it was called back then in 2004. And this seemed to be, oh my goodness, this is the thing that all these businesses I'm talking to, this is what they want and need. This isn't letterbox drop and radio advertising, spray and pray and hope a couple of the right people hear us. This is, what if we could only show ads to people who are actively searching for the stuff that we sell and only pay for those ads if someone's interested enough to click on that ad and visit our website? This seems amazing. Um, so I basically ran back to my mastermind group, Hair on Fire, telling everybody I could find about this amazing thing called Google Ads. Um, one of the guys in the mastermind said, I don't, I don't want you to consult. I'll give you half of my business. Come into business with me and let's, let's use this thing that you're talking about. We did that and we sold 100 grand's worth of stuff in three and a half weeks. And I went, okay, this works. I need to learn more. And I'm, yeah, the start of the agency very soon after that. I'd, I tried to teach everybody I, knew, I could find about this thing. And um, I think for every 10 people I would talk to, nine would say, mate, I don't really care how it bloody works. Just, yeah, just do it for just me. For me. Yeah. <laughs> just do it for me. Get on with it. Just wow. bring me those extra clients. I'm happy to then pay. I was a bit slow. It took me a little while to, uh, to realize, I guess, what I was sitting on and, and just how amazing this tool was. Started the agency after that. We've been growing ever since. Yeah. What I love about um, the fact that you've just, and it beautifully segues into the first piece that you want to talk about is how marketers can deep, deep or dig deeper into their campaign details is, and I was speaking to a, a couple of guests, um, even, you know, kind of today I do, I do my batch recording, but yeah. you know, often when we use technology as business owners, we will use just the bare minimum of some of the things that we yeah. kind of about and similarly with google ads what happens at the back end there is so much more depth and richness and when we understand that uh we're able to do far more we're never going to get to that point but you are because this is an area where you're an expert in so, but let's talk about because i'm a firm believer in you know we don't know what we don't know and when we yeah. know we can make better decisions. Even, you know, saying, well, Mike, now I know that I really need to get help. Can we talk? What are some of the things that 
we can access if we do learn or know that, hey, there is more information when we dig deeper into the campaign. Yeah, you did right. I mean, Google Ads, like 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 many technological things, it is it's easy to get started. Google have made that really, really easy. Just click here, give us your credit card, off we go. We'll make some suggestions, just click yes to everything. Don't worry too much about it, and we'll start running ads. And that, as you might imagine, is yeah, you're gonna start running ads, but you're not gonna be doing it very profitably and you're not gonna compete well doing that against all of the other businesses in your industry that have been doing this properly for maybe five, 10, 15 years, because Google Ads is essentially a competitive auction system. Yes. So it's like going to the auction for the million dollar house and going, well, I'm only gonna bid a hundred grand and, and I think I should get it. And this, <laughs> clearly that's not gonna end well. Um, once in a blue moon, maybe you'll pick up a bargain, but it is not a good strategy for growing a business. So you need to be willing to pay a competitive amount for each of those clicks that come to your website. But Google these days want to simplify it. They, they understand that their system is so complicated that right now you need an agency. And I know that sounds incredibly self-serving of me to say that given that we're an agency, but it is so complicated right now. The average small business owner who's running around like a headless chook, wearing 12 different hats, just trying to do everything else in the business and deal with staff and deal with supply chain and deal with lockdowns, they do not have time to be logging into the back end of something like Google Ads and making all of those intricate micro little adjustments, which my team are out there doing day after day after day. Yes. What, what I think your listener needs is to know enough to outsource this well. I, I, again, I know that sounds self-serving, but if you do this badly, if you do it half-assed and just go, well, I'm just going to poke around and I'll, I'll try a couple of things, it's not going to work well. It, it is just a tool. And I, I always use the analogy of a fire. You know, use the fire is just a tool. If we use it well, we can toast our marshmallows. If we use it badly, it'll burn down our tent. It's just a tool. It, it isn't good or bad. Google Ads isn't good or bad, but how you use the tool matters. And it's gotten to the point Again, Google are trying to simplify it, trying to dumb it down so that more people can use it. But right now, it's that complicated that you do need someone that, that knows what they're doing to operate it. But what can your listener do? What really makes the difference is thinking about who do you want to talk to? It's the basics of marketing. What do you actually want to say? What's your offer? You know, people tweak things inside of a good, and I won't get technical on you, but you know, there are different keywords that we can choose. We basically choose how much we want to spend on each of those keywords. So we set a bid for each of those keywords. And then there's a bunch of other different things that we can do in there to make sure the right person sees the right ad at the right time. And we do that profitably. Well, the, the offer on the website, what are you offering? What are you trying to get people to do? Nobody ever tests that. They make all these tiny little adjustments inside the account, but they never actually think, huh, are we offering what our audience actually wants you know if if you are trying the old model of 15 years ago of trying to put up a um, a free ebook and swapping that for an email address so that you can drop somebody into some email autoresponder chain and, and eventually over time you'll sell them onto the 97 dollar thing sorry but that train's gone um it probably went about 15 years ago that stuff doesn't work anymore your audience is much more sophisticated than they were 10 years ago they know what they want. They've done a ton of research. They've been to most of your competitor 
websites. They understand what's out there. So what's your offer? How are you competitive? You can bring a lot to the table there by just saying, this is what we want to offer and, and this is what we can afford for that, you know, to, to get a lead for our um, free in-home measure and quote service for plantation blinds or the home builder website, whatever it is, how much are you willing to pay for that lead? Um, does that sort of make sense? Well, it makes sense. And, you know, what, what you've just shared really validates the importance as business owners. Now, whether we're in a professional service business or whether we're in a brick and mortar business, or if you're in Melbourne, we feel sorry for you, but that's all right. <laughs> we will we'll get through this. End. We've done it before, and Melbourneites, we're resilient. Anyway, or, or selling a product. Um, yeah. We need to know what a lead is valued at, and we need to know that when you send people our way, and you will send people our way, that we're able to then take that relationship, continue to build that so that if it's our ideal client and they're ready, they'll go, yes. And, and, and share with me this. When people are searching on Google, often yeah. it's because – there is a need. The, the buying cycle from just doing my research to actually I'm doing my research and when I get the right, and I'll know when I get the right product or the right service, my credit yeah. card is out. It's a shorter, yes, studies have shown yes. that. Well, yeah. uh, and, and you do your research, right? So you get to choose as the advertiser, as the business, which of those searches you want to get in front of. So if someone's searching for TV, they don't really know what kind of TV they want, and it could be kids doing homework and, and people looking for the TV guide. It could be all manner of different meanings behind that search. As searches get more specific, so then someone searches for OLED TV or Samsung TV, they're starting to narrow it down, but we probably don't want to pay to get in front of them yet. I mean, if you're Samsung, you would because you've got very deep pockets and you can afford to spend money there. But as somebody comes down the, 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 that mythical funnel that we have in marketing, as their searches get more specific, when somebody comes along and searches for, I don't know, 65-inch Samsung, and I'm making this up, XYZ, 65, 3Y, that person is ready to buy. Like you say, she's about to get the credit card out and she's ready to go. Or we can basically say to Google, hey, those people, put our ad in front of those people and I'm willing to spend a dollar or five bucks or $11.73 every time somebody like that comes along and if that bid is high enough, it's a bit like being back at the auction of the house. If that bid is high enough amongst all of the other people that want to show an ad to that person, then our ad will show. And obviously not everybody is going to click on our ad, but we only pay money to Google if and when they click. So the more you bid, the more ads you show, but you do need, as you said before, you need to know your numbers. You need to understand what that person is worth to you. you know, how much profit do you make off that TV and how many people that come to your website are going to buy of a hundred people coming in how many are you going to buy because if 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 it's 0.1 out of a hundred then you probably can't afford to spend eleven dollars seventy on every click but if you're selling a tv to one in ten people that come in on that particular keyword then it's going to be well worth your while so exactly the same for the the home builder you're saying before you someone's searching for um builder Probably not quite ready yet, but somebody that's searching for, I don't know, I'm making this up again, oh, 1920s Victorian uh, renovation builder, <laughs> good to go. Yeah. And what, what this really confirms, and again, it's business, you know, marketing 101, we know that, you know, a marketing message, if you're speaking to too many people, you speak to no one. Absolutely. Similarly, 
case, not that your own is not speaking to, to anyone, your budget has probably just blown right out. So it really is, it's honing in on your ideal client. And in that instance, I would imagine that you can afford to pay a little bit more because you know, and of course, you know, you know your consumer behavior and you know what they're going to, to say yes to you, what and what gets them over the, the line, so to speak, parting with their dollar. If you've got all those things in place, you've kind of got this. Um, expectation that you know that X amount of people who come through are going to purchase if they're your ideal client. That's mm. the thing as businesses we want to be able to map and monitor because then we know when we say to you, Mike, we know that when we spend a thousand dollars, we're going to double, triple, whatever, quadruple our investment into that pipeline, into that funnel. And that's the key word, investment. This is an investment. You know, the first thousand bucks you spend is probably not going to be profitable. Whatever you spend over the first week, month, maybe even a couple of months, it's not going to be profitable. You are buying data from the market and sifting through that and going, oh, we'll have more of that. No, 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 not those anymore. That, that builder term, no, we don't want to bid on that anymore. It's proving too expensive because this is not set and forget. This isn't, you know, get a call from the Yellow Pages once a year, stick an ad in, pay once and be done. We're constantly tweaking because those those keywords that work are constantly changing. You're constantly able to test different messaging to see what's going to bring people in. The products and services you sell are probably changing, particularly if you're in e-commerce, you're trying new product lines, you're trying new collections all of the time, and you get to change it. If you try bid $11 for that thing and it, and it doesn't work, it's not profitable, you can just bid less. Sure, your ad might show less, but it'll be profitable for you. And that's what I mean when I say it's like a little money machine sitting in the corner of your office. Once you know those keywords that work, again, it is not set and forget. I really need to stress that. But with a little bit of management and tweaking, and yes, you have to keep that going, but it is incredibly repeatable. It's incredibly predictable that, that month after month after month, and certainly for, for all of our clients, they know if I tip in 10 grand, I'll make 50 or 70 or 135 or whatever that that return is, but they know that it's profitable month after month. Now we may take a corner of that budget and try new things and experiment, or let's try some YouTube ads this month, or let's try some, some banner ads because sometimes they actually work really well. But most of the time, those little text ads and those little picture ads, those little shopping ads that you've seen on the first page of Google, they work incredibly well for so many businesses. Yeah. What you've just shared really beautifully um, answers or, or is, is one of the key areas that I'm sure you share when you're talking around the mindset strategy and tactics of a great Google, Google Ads account. The mindset is if we're just getting started, we need to feel out the marketplace. We need to, to yeah. continue to tweak. It's like anything to do with business, isn't it? Would you say that one of the greatest mindset shifts you wish that people would have would be to at that front end at the beginning give it some time give, yeah. be willing to throw some money at it and yes it still is an investment but there is going to be a portion of time where we are testing the market would you say that a lot of businesses are, are, are a little bit too fearful of stepping out and doing that or we're starting to become a bit more realizing that hang on a sec we, we do need to do this in a in, in order to get to they're real clear. These words, these phrases, this kind of yeah. ad creative really works. 
I don't know if I'd use the word fearful, but it, it is an investment. So the, the, the two mindsets that are so, so important are a mindset of investment and then also um, experimentation. You're knowing that this is a test. If we knew what worked, we would have done it already. So we don't know. We're going to test. And that means investing a bit of money, buying some data, more of the good, less of the bad. I think the key thing that I'd say in answer to that question is think about the time frame of your investment. Because if you are super short-term thinking of like, I need this investment to pay right now, then you're going to be so cautious. You're going to be so afraid of testing anything and you, you're desperate for it to, to pay back. That isn't a good mindset to go into something like Google Ads with a longer-term investment. And we're not talking like three-year time horizon here. We're talking just give it some time to learn, to optimize so that you can build that return and then keep reinvesting the profits from that. So you keep trying new areas, you keep trying new audiences of people. What if we what if we went after people that are searching for these sorts of keywords? We haven't tried that before. We don't think it's going to be as profitable as where we started, but let's give it a try. Let's see. Maybe some of it will work. So then we can expand a little bit over here and then we can expand a little bit over here. And it keeps growing and growing over time. Uh, we had a an American client, this is before everything that happened last year, um, they, they came in, they were spending 20 grand a month. Uh, my team are amazing and awesome. And, but within a couple of years, we got them up to 400 grand a month because, and that's their, their spend on Google, not the return. The return is a multiple of that because they were willing to test lots of different new avenues. And they were willing to have that time frame of, go on then, let's, let's see, let's try it, let's experiment. Yeah, and and I love the way that you've and and I'm a firm believer in this too. Whatever you are generating, always put some back always. in because yeah. it's going to multiply. It's going to multiply. And would you start off? Would they have started off with the four hundred thousand? No. And you probably would have said to them, no, 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 no. Let's yeah, just. No. But it, it goes to show that there's those two factors that businesses need to be wary of. And you need to know kind of, and why it's so important, we go right back to what we were talking about. You need to know your numbers. So you need to give it time and yeah. money. Both of those factors are often really important. Not just because I, I, am I right to assume that you could throw a lot of money into it, but it's also oh, yeah. to be applicable over time to this different searches and to, because you're talking we're going to talk a little bit about AI and machine learning that Please. is what machine learning is doing too is it's watching people's behavior compiling that information I would imagine and what and from what's happening there it can get some predictory is that the word to use measurements outcomes which feeds back to you yes yeah, that's, that's really, if you simplify AI, well, particularly machine learning. So machine learning is a, a corner of AI. AI covers an awful lot of different things. Machine learning is really just all about making short-term predictions. What thing needs to go next? So what movie are you going to watch next on Netflix? Which song are you going to listen to next on Spotify? Which ad are you going to click on next? And Google's getting so good at this that they're not just predicting who's going to click. They're also going one step further and going, well, who's likely to convert, i.e. fill in that form and become a lead or buy a product on that Shopify site, for instance. They're going even a step further than that. And they're predicting how much you are likely to spend. So you do a search, you don't even know that you're going to click on an ad, but Google know before you do that you're likely to click on an ad, that you're likely to convert and how much you're likely to spend on That's that on website. Maybe your spending behavior. Yeah, exactly. How you have behaved on previous sites, 
what you've been searching for too in the lead up to that. So back to our TV example, Google knows that the person searching for just TV, they're probably not going to convert. They don't know what they want to buy yet. But that person searching for whatever the hell it was I said before, XYZ65Y, they know based on lots and lots of people that have come before that behaved in a similar manner, that have been to similar sites, that are doing, I mean, there's so many signals that Google look at, not just the device that you're on, the location where you are, the weather where you are. They're looking at all of those signals and hundreds of others to determine what you're likely to do. And us humans are not very good at dealing with a fire hose of that data, looking at, you know, let's just call it a thousand signals just for the sake of argument, and trying to understand the interplay between all of those different signals. But that's exactly what computers are very, very good at. So machine learning is really just looking for tiny patterns in that flood of data, finding patterns that you or I would never be able to spot, and then saying, right, okay, in that case, I predict this. But in order to make those predictions, it needs a ton of data. It needs lots and lots of data. So it's watching everything, and that freaks some people out. And there's obviously a big argument going on at the moment, you may have seen, between Apple and Facebook and Google, and the idea of privacy and what does that mean, and what does that mean in terms of the ads that we see and the, the, the ad-supported internet. Let's not go there. That's another hour show. Um, but yeah, Google are, are looking at that, and we all think we're such special snowflakes, but really, in large numbers, we all behave in incredibly predictable yeah. ways. <laughs> I think it's fascinating. I mean, obviously, the whole privacy thing, you don't want hackers to get your information no. and to use it for, for, wrong, for, for wrong ways. However, as business owners, um, the ability to be able to, but even for consumers, and I think often we, yeah. wherever we sit on the fence, we, we're forgetting that the more um, something is able to to determine our behaviour and what we're interested in means the content that is coming in front of us is going to be of interest to us. Yes. And if not, we're going to get bombarded with crap we have no interest in whatsoever. So in a way, I find as a consumer, I don't want to sift through lots of different things and have a lot of different things. If, if the... Yeah. If, she knows I'm interested in this and I've been searching for that. I'm happy and I love it because, I, and I do this on purpose, you know, when I'm saying Instagram, because I'm sure their algorithm does this too. I search for like watercolor and, and um, pottery. And then when I do kind of the, the search thing and I haven't even said what I want, it's showing me stuff on watercolor and pottery. And yeah, so it, it, you're, you're guiding the machine yes. to, to take the direction that you want. And, and there's this very interesting interplay between us, the humans, and the machines. The machines are not here to take over all of our jobs and turn us into paper clips and, and destroy the planet. They are just a tool, like the fire that we talked about at the beginning. If we point them in the direction, they can be incredibly useful to help us do the stuff that we want to do better. And yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same. As a consumer, I mean, if I never see an ad for lentils or an HP laptop ever again, I'm a happy boy. I want to see ads for the stuff that is useful and, and relevant to me. And, and Google really was founded on that whole belief that good advertising can be useful as information. It's not an, an annoyance. It can be. I'm not saying it always is, but it can be a useful tool. And obviously, some advertisers haven't really got that idea yet. They just want to throw crap at us time and time again and hope that a 
a small percentage buy. I mean, that's basically spam. But if a, an ad is useful and relevant and tells us something new and, oh, yeah, actually that thing, I, I was thinking about that the other day, that is really useful to me. Thanks for the reminder. Now it's prompting me to go visit that website. Maybe I've drunk too much of the Google Kool-Aid, but I, <laughs> I prefer the ads in front of me to, to be things that are going to be useful because I'm not so naive to think yeah. that we can have you know, a free internet without any advertising at all. It's newspapers have been founded on this and been running on this for a hundred years. Most websites have some form of advertising to pay for all the people behind the scenes that, that keep the website up and running. So we're probably I, gonna have ads. We may yeah, as well have useful ones. I agree with that too, because you know sometimes we don't know that there's certain things available for us. And the fact that we've got AI that's sitting behind that kind of knows the things that we're interested in, to me that I see that as a benefit rather than say some of those traditional methods of bombarding just getting any old content out in front of you, that to me is just a distraction and it's like, ugh. But if, if they know that I've been searching for something and all of a sudden something comes up and say, hey, you might be interested in that, I have a mm. choice as to whether I'm going to click on that, of course, or not. But if I'm searching for something and it brings up relevant content, I mean, that's got to be helpful. So um, That part won't go away. If you're searching for something, those ads are still going to show on Google. What Apple believe at the moment is you should have the complete right to privacy. And they have a point. You know, These monopolies have too much power. It is a fine line because it's very, very hard in that first world that we talked about to, to not end up in a place where you, know, you or I that maybe have more resources than some other people that we're going to start to see different ads and you end up with the, you know, the haves and the have-nots and maybe I start seeing ads for private schools where somebody else isn't going to see those ads. And you know, that leads to a pretty interesting world and we need to be incredibly careful how we police that. That's way above my pay grade, the yeah. ethics of how AI is used, it absolutely needs more care and attention than it's probably currently getting because right now it's a whole bunch of white 20-something men sitting in Silicon Valley who are building most of this stuff and therefore controlling the future for most of us. And that's not very diverse, shall we say. Um, that needs to be improved for sure. But yeah. the idea of seeing relevant ads, I think, is still um, useful. Yeah. Brilliant conversation. It, it's always uh, wonderful to have conversations with people such as yourself who are experts in their field so you can give a bit of insight. I know we've just scratched the surface and uh, I encourage people who have listened today, watched or even the replay, who are interested in finding out a little bit more, at least we've given you some information on what is possible. We've given you some insight into the expectations, realising that, look, this is an investment. There is a time component. There is also a monetary component and that investment that when you get the formula right it really can um, you know give returns back to your business that uh, if you were to do it alone probably would have taken much longer if at all you probably will walk away in frustrations you don't want to become known as, as an expert in google ads that's for sure mike how can they find out more about you and what's the best way for them to to connect with you um, best way is just to, to visit our websites. That's websavvy.com.au, W-E-B-S-A-V-V-Y, and just get in touch. There's a form on there. Um, ask me a question. I love helping small businesses grow. I absolutely love it. It's what I've done my whole life. I've dedicated my career, such as it is, uh, to that. I just I love the business of business, 
And so if someone has a question, I'm like, will this work for me? Um, I'm doing this already. I think it can work better. Can you have a look at our account and tell us if it can work better? More than happy to help. Yeah, fantastic. Well, once again, thanks for coming on the show. My absolute pleasure, Anne-Marie. Thanks for having me. before I go, here's another standout Be Heard and Influence tip for the week. Now, as a change maker and expert who is looking to build your influence, I know you are, and become known as that trusted authority in your industry, it is so easy, isn't it, to get caught up with the trends of what's working and what's not working. You assume you have to be on this platform or that platform because guess what? Everyone else is doing it. You know, that bright, shiny objects. That alone should be an alarm bell right there for a number of reasons. Just because it's the right platform for that particular business and what they're doing does not mean it's the right platform for you. I mean, is your ideal client hanging out on that platform anyway? And is that platform the best use of your time right now? Or is it going to be a distraction? Because you should be working on a lot of other things before you even start thinking of that platform. These are just a couple of things that I you know encourage you to think about. So the next time you are considering jumping on the bandwagon of that next shiny, bright object, ask yourself just a couple of those questions above. Is it the right thing for us right now? Is that where my ideal client is hanging out on? And is it that best use of my time? If the answer is yes, of course, go out and be the best thing can be on that platform but if not don't focus on that focus on what's working for you in your business now if this is something that you're struggling with none of the platforms are working for you and this is something that I can certainly support you with let's jump on and have a chat all you need to do is send an email to hello at or help at annemariecross.com that's help at annemariecross.com let's have a chat and see what uh, we can do to support you that's uh, all for today's show I know you've taken a lot away from uh, the content that was shared and go out there and Uh, be the influence and the impact we know you want to be. This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.